Yeah. Uh. Uh. What's up? What's happening, baby? Boom, 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 boom. We back. Oh, yeah. We back again. We back at it. Season two, bro. Yeah. That, that, uh, that happened. Yeah, man. It is happening. How many shows got canceled? It's going down. After their first season. Well, you know what? We're impervious to cancellation. We are. We <laughs> run the show. <laughs> uh, you can't get rid of us that you easily. Can't. You can't. Uh. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to align yourself with such a solid brand? Right. Hmm? That's true. Hmm? Brands like we're, out we're, there. We're not we're going anywhere. To you. We're talking to you. <laughs> um so so <laughs> yeah how you been man yeah, what's how, happening i oh my gosh dude it's i have i just came back to los angeles obviously um yeah welcome back to the show i'm gonna be honest with you bro it's it's been a huge and like very interesting experience um just coming back yeah. um living in san antonio for so long and just kind of staying in that world for three months even it just kind of like puts it gives you another perspective, you know, on an already growing perspective of your life, you know. Does that make sense? That sounds super intense, but I, it's, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I just needed to focus, man. I needed to refo- refocus on my life. Um, I mean, I, I, I basically told my whole family this because, I mean, except my parents. I haven't told my parents yet, but one of the reasons why i felt i felt like i was getting so stagnant was because i got into this car accident and this was like in in like april right yeah and dude it was this whole ordeal like i i felt like i was on all on me like look at me i'm doing all this good shit and i stopped relying on god uh. And immediately it was like I started becoming prideful and not in the sense that I was prideful like I to people I was prideful when I was alone you know so it's like I was I would hype myself up a lot and that's a good thing it's not a bad thing to hype yourself up but then you'd I got to the point where I was like dude everything is working out for me like it's just all coming into place like all these pieces of the puzzle were just falling together and you can't sit there and be like am i am i like lucky or what the fuck like what does that mean but that i found out recently that that's just god's favor over people and i was like when someone said that to me they were like luigi yeah god has favor over you and i was like what and I was just like, that's kind of crazy. I've never heard that before. Heard it three times in the span of two days by like people from like different areas of, of San Antonio. I was like, you guys don't know each other. Like, how the fuck did you guys all land on that? And I was just like, that's cool. So I, I just thank God that he has favor over me because I try to, I try to live a life for him. And I, I think it's something that I never, like I talk about it in life, but I feel like I need to talk about it on the podcast as well. Like if something, because we already talk about spirituality because we're both like, you know, there's a Holy Spirit. There's all these things. Right. But at the right. same time, it's like there's so many people out there that have no connection with spirit. And like they think that, oh, those things are just like for TV or like the avatar. And it's like, 
it's a cool idea to think that there's a spirit world, but I just don't think so. But it's like, it explains so much, right? That's that's the part to me that is very interesting. I don't know, man. I kind of started to ramble there. I got, it just it was on my mind. You got it off now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, bro. I like, I don't know what it was about, but like, I, I honestly, everything I just say sometimes, I'm just like, Holy Spirit, are you just speaking to me? You know, because and and me and my mom were praying and me and my mom and my dad were praying. And like, I got a chance to pray for my dad while I was over there. And I was super into it. Like I was I was head head down, screaming, touching my dad's chest, asking God to heal him and then telling my dad to to ask God to heal him and then proclaiming it that God had healed him. Uh-huh. We once you got there after he said it, oh, it, it was like boom! Just I opened my eyes and I felt like I had transported to another location. I like people were looking at me. I fell back onto the pastor. The pastor gave me a hug. He prayed for me. I prayed for him. It was like what's going on right now? And then all of a sudden, I'm in my parents' car and I'm sitting there and I'm like, just taking in everything that just happened like why did i do that you know and how why like i had no idea that was gonna happen you know what i'm saying like it blew my mind bro like that blew my fucking mind (laughs) i bet it sounds intense man sounds like you made a nice genuine connection with your spiritual self there dude i think so too because guess what the next day my mom told me that my dad basically when they were praying together he told my mom yo i don't know what it was but when luigi prayed for me and he talked about because when i prayed for him i i got specific because he told me he was feeling pain in his feet but i said i prayed over him i said any aches any pains lord just wash them away and then i said um i said any mental battles right any mental battles that my dad may be having like do, do you hear that i do hear that what was that was the devil <laughs> oh my gosh bro he's gone yeah get out of Big here on. get out of here satan all right step back <laughs> <laughs> nah for reals man but um, continue. so basically like my dad told him told my mom like some something left my body like i felt something leave like some sort of burden or something but i feel free now and then she, he goes and it was when luigi was praying for those mental battles that i have that jesus is victorious over them and i was like when he when my mom told me that bro i was like what the fuck like how do you explain that Mm. dude that whole next week i saw my dad completely different like he was a different person like oh man it was i mean maybe you got a different a different different calling on your hands here maybe you're not supposed to be an actor maybe you're supposed to be a televangelist (laughs) i know right seriously but um no i i, I wouldn't want to live that life honestly it, i i could it's totally not about see you it. man it's about the lord no i know but it's just you can live a testament and 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 truly believe and have a relationship with with the father just by doing your regular life like you have i feel like you have more of an impact that way because standing somewhere where you just get recorded and people watch you you don't really get to interact one-to-one like and that's one of my favorite things to do meet new people and just interact with them see what they're going and then give them some advice or some, you know, hey, any type of situation. Because it, 
most of the time you meet someone and what do they tell you? It's like, oh, shit's hard right now. You know, working hard, trying to hustle for my dream. But you know how it goes, man. Los Angeles, like, yeah, it's the city of dreams. But, you know, at the same time, everybody's suffering. Like, hey, man, that's reality. I don't know what to tell you. Like, work hard enough to where that's no longer your reality, you know, and stop worrying about it so much, you know, because you worry so much you don't do anything about it. And I just, I realized that while I was over there and I was just like, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wake up again. You know, I gotta, I gotta get going. I gotta start moving myself. I gotta get motivated. I gotta get, I gotta go. And so when I came back here, like, I'm just trying to book as many people for this fucking podcast, bro, because this podcast is awesome. Like just the sheer amount of, of people we've met already and just the connection was that we made with them and like we offer those connections to pe- to our listeners like hey reach out to these people they want to work with you so it's like i don't i've never se- i've never seen something like that for just like the regular people who are trying to start up like if you're an if you're an actor or if you're like a short fi- like a f- filmmaker you can easily reach out to some of the people that we've had on this show and like work you know you could potentially make a project or you could pursue some knowledge from them like I don't know. I just see I just see our podcast as such an interesting platform because we're very open to just having anybody on. You know, it's like we're not just oh, we're just going to talk to celebrities or you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the cop out for many celebrity podcasts. Where, oh, here's our famous friends that are already bringing their own crowd of people that are just interested in hearing what they're having to say, but <laughs> we interview people that aren't quite so famous yet they will be at some point yeah and just like all of us will but right now we're catching them in their infancy wouldn't Mm -hmm. you wanted to hear what kurt cobain had to say before nirvana blew up Mm. you know wouldn't you want to hear young amy winehouse tell you her life from her own perspective out of her own lips imagine getting michael jackson when he was just starting out bro Mm. like what kind of stuff was he experiencing and and the thing about it is it's a real open environment like we don't leave anything off the table we don't have an issue with talking about certain topics like we're just we're so blunt and we're so truthful that at the same time it's like between three people if something sounds shady you're gonna be like that sounds shady as fuck you know mm-hmm. so you're not gonna be feeling like you're not gonna be feeling left out you know you're you're this is an open environment we're very accepting people and I, know, I don't know. Well, you don't learn anything if you cut everyone out of your life. That's you what know? I'm trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. If you're only going to hang around one group of people, you're going to be bound to one way of thinking. You know. You and know. Yeah, go ahead. if you're one dimensional so much of the time, you're going to get stuck in that. And then you, you just fall into a rut. And then from there, where do you go? Hmm. I don't know. You don't go anywhere. You're just stuck. So, um, that being said, just do, do you, don't worry about the outward influence. Don't worry about what people have to say or what they think about the things that you like or want to do or want to talk about. Just be truth, true to yourself and be open and everything else will fall in place. Because I think, I believe life is about being rich in experiences, not rich in money. Yeah. It's balance. Hmm. Everything in moderation, even moderation. Sometimes you just got to go ham. Sometimes, but right. Yeah. When you get a lot of stuff coming up. Checks and balances. 
checks and balances. Bro, do you ever n- notice how the basic stuff is always like spot on? Knowledge is power. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Like that was such an easy one, you know. Stay silent. Listen. Like the golden rule. The golden rule, right? Stay yeah. silent. Listen. Like that's true. Sometimes yeah. you got to stay silent and just listen. That's not the golden rule, fool. What was it? The golden <laughs> The golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Respect others as you want to be respected. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, that's a Bible thing, you yeah. know? And well, that's what, you know, <clears throat> bro. respect is is inconsequential because mm. you can, like, still respect someone and do them dirty. Yeah. But I think treating someone how you want to be treated is key because i'm not gonna blow your head off so i don't want you to blow my head off <laughs> and vice versa there's no need for the violence folks <laughs> yeah you know i you know i'm well yeah. but uh going on i mean we don't we don't you know what i'm saying we don't need to live that way we can just yeah be peaceful man live in harmony yeah we're about love you know (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is just one really long like sex ad we're about love we like to listen to you it's like "Mm, call this number now and i promise you'll get in touch with someone real special Mm -hmm. it's for ladies it's for ladies it's a service for ladies because dudes don't care about emotions and stuff like that do you think that there's a hotline for guys Ladies, we'll listen to you do is there you think there is that we'll tell you because they have a girl's hotline right like that you can know. just call in and then you can talk Probably. to some girl. I feel well. They oh they, well, they have hotlines where you, every woman, every single sex hotline is oh some woman. Yeah, usually some fat woman with a hot voice. <laughs> 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 a fat woman with a with a with a what? It's usually <laughs> some sexy woman in a trailer park uh, in Iowa uh, named Tammy Lynn. <laughs> Tammy Lynn. Uh, oh, sugar, I'm going to talk so dirty <laughs> to you. <laughs> uh, damn. That's some weird. redneck. Huh? Yeah, hello, this is Tammy Lynn. <laughs> hey, I'm on the road. I'm a trucker. I just need somebody to talk to. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sugar, uh, what are you carrying? I'm carrying some logs. <laughs> Oh, you carrying some logs? I bet you are, darling. Mm-hmm. Tammy Lynn, I love the way you talk. <laughs> I'm fucking dying right now, bro. <laughs> police, police officer comes in. Um, I'm sorry, sir. What's going on here? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just talking to my girlfriend, Tammy Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking to Tammy Lynn, too? <laughs> I'm um, talking to Tammy Lynn as well. <laughs> sorry, I had to use my cop voice there. Didn't know you were talking to Tammy Lynn. Yeah, Welcome to the club. <laughs> Stamps your card. How much you paying? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm on the monthly plan right now. I'm just I, I, trying I, it I out. went full commitment uh, yearly. <laughs> oh, oh, big baller. <laughs> <laughs> cop salary pays nice here. What? I'm gonna switch to the yearly too though, cause she's a good girl. I love her. <laughs> oh, sugar, you're so sweet. You still on the line? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still on the line, sugar. <laughs> Both of y'all getting charged 19.99 a minute, so why would I hang? Well, 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 I want to step in right there, uh, Tamalene. I, I, I'm not listening. This is not my phone call. <laughs> <laughs> 
put it all on, on my bill, you old bastard. <laughs> well, I appreciate you then. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. Know, that was fucking you know. funny, bro. That Tammy Lynn shit was hilarious. Tammy Lynn. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. No, but uh, I was. it was good, man. We just had fun. Like, I enjoyed my time in San Antonio. I got closer to my parents. I always get closer to my parents every time I go home. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? You got to be some sort of sociopath. Thank you so much for that. Because being at home is like refreshing. It's it is. how I deal with living in Los Angeles. Because every time <clears throat> I'm on the ledge and I'm like, the next person that says something to me is going to get annihilated. I go home and my mom bakes me a nice pie and... You know, we play a couple games of pool with my dad, and everything's good again. Hang out with my sister, crack some jokes. It's all good. And then the moment I come back here, I feel like I can take over LA again. Bro, I'm the. I exactly agree with you. It's like it's okay to go away and refresh. It is from time man. to time. You know, you, and if things aren't working out the first time, you gotta try again yeah the great late great Aaliyah said if at first you don't succeed dust yourself off and try again i thought it was he says if you don't wait i forgot it what i thought it was like he he says try try again like he says it twice who's that guy the one that's like if you don't no i'm singing Aaliyah, bro bro who's Aaliyah, bro what don't you dare say this (laughs) on my podcast i'm just fucking kidding bro (laughs) Bro, if you guys don't know Leah, come on, shout her out, put some of her music on, blast her, because she's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, man. Yeah, I didn't know who that was, man. Who are you talking about? Leah. N- no, who who were you talking about before Leah? Who did you think I was talking about? Leah, like I, I just kind of zoned out there for a second. Like, do you ever just start thinking about something and then you just fucking zone out for a second, bro? <laughs> I fucking hate it, and it's and it's kind of a problem right now because I have so many ideas going into my head that I'm just like, oh my god, I want to think about everything, and I'm just and I know you have to take some time to like, okay, how does this, how does that work out, and like plan ahead. Uh, you just have to, but. Sometimes but I, that's the key to success, man. You got to learn how to listen. Yeah. You can't facilitate all the ideas if, you know, you're not listening to any in return. Well, I had a dream that well, I had a vision that I that I was going to get Kanye West on this podcast. And I, I feel like I can do it. Like I feel like he's crazy enough to do I feel like a he's home crazy podcast right exactly. now. Like, like that's fine. This is if, the perfect time to but get. But I really don't want a whole bunch of paparazzi outside. <laughs> Bruh, fuck that. Like, uh, I just yeah. want to talk to the dude. He's talking about free thought. Let's go and to I'm, his house. I'm so interested in that right now. His house is slightly nicer. Yeah, and well, he he j- apparently he just got a new studio in Uganda. I, I think. I well, we don't live there, bro. I know, but <laughs> I thought it was cool. Man. I mean, I first of all, the flight to Africa is absurd. Why is that, America? Why are you hating? Because I want to go visit, and the average flight is like $1,500. $1,500 just to go to Africa? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. Is that round trip? It is round trip. Shit. But that's be... to, like, like Nigeria, uh, which is, like, a hub. But if you're trying to go, like, to a more obscure place... You can expect to pay much more than that. 
Yeah. Sorry, man. I I got on Instagram for a second. Um, I got. I was we looking, can just end the interview right now if you want. No, yeah, no, 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 got, no, no. I just I I my my mind was on this like some of the stuff I had written down, but I'm telling you I I need to like take a I want to go to this thing tonight. On also another thing we want to be doing on the podcast is promoting other events that are just happening in LA. Um, so if you listen, we can tell you like we're gonna form a calendar, um, and just put events on there. Um, of our friends that are throwing art shows that are coming up. Um, we're gonna try to put a calendar on our website so you guys can just check that out. Uh, I think that's a cool idea. That just came to my head right now. <laughs> I just thought I just thought that was so cool. Um, just to let you guys know, because we because we hear from a lot of events. Like at this point, we get to we get invited to all sorts of shows and stuff. And I mean, if you guys want to head out and you guys are living in L.A., like you know, it's always a good time. Yeah, it is. Tonight is New Amsterdam shout out jason brown is throwing an event if you're creative or you just want to chill have a good time come out come hang out new amsterdam off redondo and pico too easy too easy bro like it's so easy to make friends in this city like-minded friends creative friends like you can find them you just got to go to places where creative people will hang out this whole city is built on creativity bro this whole city's fucking it's it's an enterprise like, that's the best Some way to dude put it. was like, we need a lot of space to shoot something on this new picture box I got. And <laughs> this dust bowl sounds great. Mm-hmm. We can do anything. Yeah. And then they're like, hmm, we need hospitals. Let's bring my, bring my wife over here. I don't feel like going all the way back to the city again. Yeah. Let's just make the city here. Boom. And then we got hospitals and roads and cops and infrastructure and other various because what do you really need to like build a city like a big city just start bringing in like you Ooh. it would take a, a couple billion maybe a trillion dollars like a trillion dollars to build a city you think you could do it i feel like you could do it right i don't even you don't even you can with one billion dollars you can build a town from scratch probably a city but the only thing that makes places towns versus cities is population so yes but you need enough like you need enough space you just gotta have a bunch of attractions like different well stuff. if you build stuff people come yeah, naturally people come. so i would just start with a government once that government is in place then you can start doling out contracts to build things and you can get kickbacks from the government the big government to build various things and other places will pay you to build their places or their businesses in your location and then obviously schools will come you get teachers depending on the clientele of your city how affluent people are that are moving there did you hear that fucking like was yeah, that a car? Some, someone's having road rage outside. Fucking what? Calm down, Los Angeles. So wild tonight. But no, nah, bro, I completely agree. Um, it's just the you biggest thing about anything. it, huh? You don't need much. Like, yeah, you don't need you don't need much, bro. Like, honestly, I just, come from a very small town in the middle of the South that's hanging on by a thread right now because of politics. It could be flourishing, but. Yeah old time good old boy racism prevents it from growing in a way that it should so it's remained stuck in the 19 
90s at best. Yeah. Well, and it's not growing. People are actually leaving and it's dying with the citizens that have grown up there and are dying with it. Well, I, I like to think that the the founding fathers of our government were all white. So it's like you didn't have any representation of any other culture that currently lives in the United States. Yeah. So maybe you should take the time to think about them and then say, should we change that oh, those original documents? And that's why I said we should start with the government for if you're building a new town or city, because those are the people that are going to dictate what happens yeah. and how things are run. If you have a whole bunch of racist white white people that are redlining whole entire neighborhoods so that you don't qualify for certain things anymore or your district changes and this and that, which is a real thing, people look it up. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about that because you start to change the mindset of the people that set policy. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this nation comes down to. The people setting policy now are people that are bought by big business. Mm. And those are the people that set our policy that we all live by big business. Monsanto can't even be sued anymore. Wow. And you can't even blame that on the Republicans. That's an Obama era policy. Yeah. You cannot sue Monsanto. So they can do anything with your food that you eat and feed your babies. And there's nothing that you can do. Or anyone else for that matter. What the heck? So when people are like, oh, I don't want to be involved. Like, stop thinking about the president. That's fake. Yeah. Local, <laughs> local government and policy is what you need to focus on because it affects you yeah. immediately. Yeah, exactly. More immediately <laughs> than national yeah. policy ever will. Exactly. So get out there, people. November 6th. Shout out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I registered to vote um, while I was in San Antonio. It's true. It's very, very true. The local government is, in in fact, it's it's it should be one of the the few the few things that you focus on. Like when you focus on your life, your local government should be a part of that. Like weekly schedule or monthly schedule. Make some time to like, what's going on in my local government? Like. Are they taking advantage of the money that I'm giving them? Because if you always wonder where your money's going, you can look it up. You can mm-hmm. go find out. Like those are not things that are being hidden from you. You just aren't taking the time to find them. You know, and if there is something that is being hidden from you, like, well, you you should be an investigative person and find the truth and then when you do, tell everybody else about it. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't get bought out when you find out and they say, Okay, well here's ten million and you're like, Okay, but right. I asked for twenty. And yeah. they're like, how about you take 10 and we don't fucking kill you? And yeah. he goes, okay, I'll take the 10 million. And then the scandal goes away because nobody ever hears about it. Right. You know? And beyond that, beyond just the money play, you got the people in power, which are, uh, put it this way, I just read an article that the new tactic of white supremacy and white supremacists are to join law enforcement. Because they understand that when you, if you join law enforcement, you retain that power for pretty much ever, as long as you have a career with them. Yeah. So by joining law enforcement, you can inflict your will, which is whatever they think is right, Mm. which isn't right on everyone else. And there's nothing that they can do or we can do about it because 
it's all under the guise of the law. Well, yeah, and and that that's that's basically what happens when you get a racist cop, like a racist cop who's already a racist person before that, who might have been born into a racist environment and yeah. did it. That's what he grew up on. So he was like, "That's just what I know is truth." Yeah. Because you see, mama and dad um, talking this way, this certain way, and it's like you you have confidence in these people and, and they, society shuns them openly yeah society tells them oh what you're doing is bad but once they put the badge on they're above society because they are the law exactly and there's nothing that we can do about it and they know that and if there is something that we can do about it it's going to take forever and they're going to be on paid administrative leave anyway so yeah. it's all good <laughs> you know it doesn't matter yeah. if they don't take you out first so i mean think about it people you think this is far-fetched it's not black klansman is a movie that just came out i saw that and that's that's based on a true story yeah that's not fake so like i mean come on just be open-minded be open-minded black klansman was probably one of the best movies i've watched this year it was just different but i really like the um just no spoilers i like chris red i like adam driver just yeah both of them together was a good combination yeah like oh man it was just fucking good man I don't yeah know. and denzel's son has a career yeah for sure yeah man you see it was it was a good time man i i watched that with um with spain and kino that was a good time that was yeah. over there in san antonio bro i got to go shoot a gun at a gun range over there with kino oh, yeah man it was a blast i was just shout out kino he's gonna be on when he comes back into town in a couple of weeks yeah yeah i'm gonna have to reach out to to get him on um, kino's a very cool character you guys are gonna hear from him pretty soon oh yeah stay on the lookout um while we're talking about future guests we actually have some really interesting people we have a a couple of uh, band members, some artists, some influencers yeah, who make we money have some on Instagram. Curators, we have some app developers, we have some really cool people overall. Yeah, some more singers, comedians. A beatboxer. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a fire breather. <laughs> no, I don't know, no fire breathers, but that'd be cool though. Firebenders. Show yeah. me how to do it. Damn. Oh shit, dude. Fire breathers. Yeah. Those that's an interesting like life decision you know you find it and you're just like this is for me i'm gonna put this hot marshmallow in my mouth and that's it i think they just like the gooey warm feeling in their throat it's really gay pause (laughs) yeah pause anyways (laughs) moving on but um yo um i saw this on instagram the other day but will smith um he put on there uh, an Aladdin poster and he said, I can't wait to, for you guys to see me in blue. Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, Robin Williams was the genie, right? Yeah. Like that is the most iconic He's role. Iconic. So I'm like, and Will it was Smith. all freestyle too. And it was all freestyle. So Will Smith literally has to compete with like the greatest, a legend, like a legend, a right? dead legend. And I go, but Will Smith can't, try to duplicate what he did he no, just has to give us a to new be take himself he has, he has to be will smith he has to be will smith and just be like whatever right yeah um so that's what i'm hoping for but i think that if he doesn't do it that way and he tries to like either duplicate what robin williams was doing or like not just be natural and like be himself um yeah. i think he could i could i think he could hurt is his he career. gonna be in blue face i don't know <laughs> uh, that's a good question because it's like how the fuck is or is he gonna be floating on a fucking like like this he's part gonna of his be body like a CGI ghost. Like, ah. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be just animated, <laughs> floating. 
I guess we'll have to nah, see. Nah, I want him to be like have legs and just be human and stuff. Yeah, like a normal person, right? Yeah. And he just has powers and shit. Like, yeah, look. like Bloop. Yeah. He's just the homie. And he powers. has to just, because he, he basically, he has to hone in on his, on his physical comedy. Right, like yeah. be a little bit more physical. But I mean, that's nothing because that's yeah. what he was doing on Fresh Prince. Exactly, and I think I think and that's what people successful. like. Yeah, exactly. That's what people like. We don't want to see Will Smith crying all the time. Yeah, but Men in Black Will Smith was always good. Men yeah, that was that's cocky Will Smith. Yeah, cocky. So, Will Smith. so is Bad Boys. Bad Boys Will yeah. Smith. Bad Boys Will Smith. Earth mm-hmm. after which Earth, I can't Will wait Smith. for Bad Boys Three, which is about to drop this year, I think. Martin Lawrence. Yep. I fucking love Martin Lawrence, bro. Yeah, man. He is my like when I tell you I watched Big Mama's House so many times as a kid, like for no reason other than the fact that you too. I just loved Big In Mama's my House. Bad? <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> my favorite is just when the real Big Mama shows up. Yeah, and then it's like that's oh, that scene. No, no, no. But it's like then the rest of the movies it's like they continue to use her image like she doesn't she hasn't known yeah. like they're like we'll just use the same image again oh my big mama it's like oh man that that whole scene when they do the i believe they do yoga or they do some sort of exercise in, with the group and he's just like stretching he's oh. like oh sugar yeah yeah <laughs> and then on the third one they bring the sun like what the heck it just yeah, took that, a, that, took and a that actor kid's weird i never liked him when he had his stu- studio run <laughs> I'm not being a hater, but he just gave me weird vibes. You basically just had to like to do drag. Like if you like to do drag, I, you know one of my uh, my well, da- everyone gets put and that's the thing about black oh, isn't comedians. There a theory like that, right? Like every single black comedian has to put on a dress. Yeah. And even Jay Farrell tried to navigate around it mm-hmm. on his show White Famous that lasted for one season and it got canceled, but it should have gotten another season. <laughs> but uh it was, it I, I was believe decent. you i believe it. i'm gonna, i haven't checked it out yet but but uh, it was hard to know where you're gonna take this because he was so angsty in the show it's like okay bro we get it yeah you don't want to be famous yeah but uh he he basically sorry i got sidetracked what, what were we talking <laughs> white about white famous white famous oh yeah jay so, farrell white yeah, famous. yeah so jay farrell was <laughs> like i'm not gonna put the dress on but he has a dream in the show that he's wearing the dress and they even take it a step further where like he has a vagina oh man you made it worse yeah but then he like wakes up and he's like oh and then he's like i'm not putting on a dress and then like he makes it seem like he didn't put on the dress but you did put on the dress you already did it buddy the i mean even though it's a a quote-unquote dream you acted in it and it was you in a dress so you can still try and make it seem like it didn't happen and you were the one comedian that got around it, but you didn't, bruh. You didn't. Because you can't, bruh. Because can't. the studio got you by the balls, bruh. But why did they make them do that? It's, a, you, t- you tell me. Uh-huh. My guess would be to belittle you and make you understand that you are one of many actors that can and will be replaced i i like to think oh that's an interesting way of looking at it actually because then you can say look at all the other comedians who made this do yeah those are all the other people these are superstars these are superstars and we've made that we did that to them to show them that they're replaceable that although you're a mega sensation fuck you if you if you give us a hard time yeah if you don't if you don't cooperate with yeah. the 12 guys at the round table and what they tell you at the meeting then you're going to have to deal with it. Because 
I've I, I had a friend who she had a meeting with some of the head producers and then um, the head of one of the studios and she tells me, well, they basically just kind of instruct you how they want you to be on set, like to give the vibe as well. You know, like, hey, if you're going to be here, we want like lines memorized. We want you on time, like expectations almost. Mm-hmm. But it also at the same time is like they basically don't ever want you to complain about anything like because sometimes, oh, look, we told you to come here, but we're not we're running late. And now you're going to have to wait here for like four or five hours or, right. you know, oh, we're running behind schedule. It's like all of that shit. And then they basically tell you, like, you can't complain about any of that. Right. Um, you also can't complain about like if one episode you have like a lot of lines and then the next episode you have none like like your screen time is cut you know because you're new you know you're and you're just becoming like a series regular on tv and yeah it's just interesting to hear like i i like i like la because you meet people because you meet people who um they have they've they have success that, that that they've already found you know and so you're seeing it in a way of like damn you're telling me a last month you nothing now you're like a series regular on modern family like that's yeah. pretty fucking cool yeah. you know so it, it could happen to anybody at any moment and if you're not ready then and and if you're not seeking it you're never gonna get there speaking like, of modern family it's the last season right now oh they and they officially announced I thought I thought they yeah. were saying they were they were just doing another season. I didn't know this was their last. They I thought that they said that they were stopping at ten, and ten is this is the last season because they're wrapping up storylines. Oh wow! Like last week, they what? wrapped up the storyline with Jay and Phil, what? and their whole relationship and dynamic. Oh wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check that out. I haven't seen that yet. What? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad because then these next 10 episodes are like all the storylines are going to come. I know, first. dude. That's wow. why I was like, wow, man. Like my uh, my heart is actually like slowly starting to break. Yeah, Each week that passes. Good, like, right? Yeah. Dude. And it's it's going to be over and that's yeah. going to be it. It's just going to be another awesome show that everyone remembers forever. you bitch it is it is fucking true like that yeah oh my gosh you know you know why i I curse because it gives the emphasis to how i feel man like Mm. i sometimes i I have to express myself that way because i'm just like it is it is crazy and it is like that's very true what you're saying that show is so good yeah but now once it ends it just becomes like the office or parks and rec where it's just like those are in the past. Yeah. You know, it's not a current show on TV that you can it's turn on and watch. It's a loved show that it's you can Netflix show. or something, but it's over. Yeah, it's over. Like, that it's cast not, doesn't even do that anymore. They could yeah. be working on another TV show. Like, I I saw... Um, like, Jim's always going to be Jim, but yeah. right now he's Jack Ryan. Exactly. Which was boring as shit, so oh, I shit. stopped. I got to read this article. I, I, meant, I said that I was going to talk about... This is very interesting. Stephen Young... I, oh yeah, I yeah, wanted to yeah. talk about this, um, dude. Super crazy. I, I'm gonna just read it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it was, it was, it was interesting. But I mean, I understand why not. Cause like logistically speaking, how are you gonna make them young again yeah. if it's supposed to be pre that time? Yeah. No, exactly. Like if you're gonna make him um, for the uh, the prequel or the whatever it is, I like when it, he died in oh, the series nasty like that it was nasty but nasty. when they did the the run back the way he looked from the first episode in 2010 to 
his final episode in she like 2017. Older, right? Way older. He he's way older now. Yeah, like, like I was just looking. He was at his a teenager picture. back. Look at that. He looks so old he looks, now. He looks like he grew up a fuck ton. He over the looks show. like he's he's doesn't get any sleep. Yeah, he does. Right. Well, that's what he said. Like, so the article read: The Walking Dead. Stephen Young won't return for Glenn's Glenn's origin story, and says the show gave him an existential crisis. So me being the person that I am, I was like, I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. You know, I do. I caught all the way. You up. caught all the way up, bro. Yeah. After this last season, when they were saying we're gonna jump into the future, and I was like, great. And then Rick's leaving. I was like, okay, this just feels yeah. like melodrama now. Rick's like, you oh melodrama. Like, I wish you would have just been like shock, boom, holy fuck, Rick's dead. And then like you gotta face it for like a season finale. Give us one last boom before. All right, so we gotta prepare him for it, and it's just like it's not as exciting. Like for example, Chris Evans. Chris Evans put on Twitter, "Hey, it's been an honor to play Captain America for you guys. I know I don't know if this is the last time I'll be able to do it, right. but it's been an honor." I saw that. That came off more as like very classy of him because he always had this kind of classy image of right. like, "Hey, I'm I'm America's well, soldier." Yeah, you he's know? Captain. Well, he's, you know that's one of those movies that's sanctioned by the u.s military oh yeah to promote propaganda you saw that huge list of movies that was promoted by the u.s government like hey i didn't promote our interests wow make us look good keep that image of america up wow yeah wow yeah all right well here here's the beginning of this article it says two years after his character glenn reed died on the walking dead stephen young Still talks to his former former co-stars, but he's not always up to speed on the show. I don't watch it as much, he said in an interview in New York, where he was promoting his role in Korean director Lee Chang Dong's Burning at the New York Film Festival. I'm still really close with all the co-stars, so I get down down low on what's going on. Nevertheless, he's put the whirlwind experience of the AMC hit behind him and said that fewer people stop him on the street to discuss it these days. So that's, I mean... That just means your fame's kind of like it's fading. Man. It's fading a little bit, right? Because people, because you're not on TV. I, yeah. Anymore. At first, everyone was like, "Oh my God, Glenn! Yeah, oh, that's oh. so sad." Oh. And then, uh, like, if you don't capitalize on it, he's like, "Yeah." So now I was like, "Oh, oh, that show's still on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, Glenn died, so I stopped watching. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then it says, having appeared in two acclaimed festival films this year, the cons film, oh, the cons winning Burning and Boots Riley's Sundance Sensation. Sorry to bother you. He said he had gone from acceptance in appreciation for the opportunity to leave The Walking Dead for good. In hindsight, it was just a natural end, he said, recalling Glenn's grisly death scene at the start of season seven. Everyone felt it. I wasn't pinning to be off the show. It was just a story. If you serve as the story. Also, there's something very beautiful about the end, turning the page and closing the book. So he was just happy to end the show. Right. Right. He was just like, like I've been doing this shit for a, a long lot time. of money, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like he, I saw him on Sunset Boulevard in a nice Mercedes. No, he's I, doing I believe it. just fine. He's doing just fine. He so was he, in Korea with Conan O'Brien. Really? Yeah. The Conan had him on, and they did a segment where he took him back to Korea to That's meet his really family. That's really interesting. Yeah, and they're just hanging out. It was pretty cool. Freaking Conan. You know what I love about Conan? Oh, he's the best. He's he's my favorite. I started following him recently, like, I want to say, like, two, three years ago. And I was just like, damn, oh, I really like Conan. Are you talking about Team Coco? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like everything, man. Even just I started even recently when I was in San Antonio, I looked into the whole story between him and um and uh, Jay Leno and then yeah, the jo- uh, that Johnny all Carson. Started. The Team Coco thing all started because of the Jay Leno thing. Yeah, man. Like it's crazy that whole scandal with Jay that Leno. Was, Jay, screw Jay Leno, bro. Yeah, Jay Leno kind of sucks. You man. said you were gonna retire. The guy waited five <laughs> yeah. years for this job, yeah. and then you're like, ah, my primetime show sucks. Uh, I'm gonna take my show back. Yeah, I'm gonna put my t- my show in front of your show, and I'm gonna get the best guests, and you're gonna get the secondary guests, and but you're still the Tonight Show. But people watch the Tonight Show, not Jay Leno Show, then the Tonight Show. Exactly, because then Jay Leno Show is the Tonight Show. Exactly. It's like, so it's like, okay, um, no, 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 we're just no. gonna wait for Conan because he's funny and younger anyway. Yeah. So and he's not willing to like he's willing to do anything, man. Like that man. I remember his promo when he went to TBS was him, like, riding off in a car off a hill. Uh, I mean, off a fucking ledge. And I was yeah. like, that's your that's your promo for your show? But like, he's always been dark like that. His first promo ever for the first episode of Conan, uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, but when he was, like, young, young, yeah, yeah. was him going down the street and everyone's like, wow, you're taking that gig? Wow, that's big. Big shoes to fill. A lot of pressure. He's like, yeah, a lot of pressure. And then he's like, whoa, good thing. You're doing this. A lot of pressure. So, yeah, a lot of pressure. And then, like, all of a sudden, he goes to his dressing room. He's, like, all happy and smiling with everyone. And he gets in the the dressing room. He's like, ugh. And then he literally, like, steps up on a chair. He's like, we're going to do this. No pressure. And then he's like smiling the whole time. And then he just like steps up on the chair and puts his head in the noose and then like hangs him. Oh, he's about to hang himself. And then, he's, and then the PA comes and he's like, we're ready for you, Mr. O'Brien. He's like, oh, all right. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> yeah. You're lying the, to me. Bro. No, I swear to God. Like, I, I have to see that. Yeah. What yeah. The heck? I'm going to look it up after the show, but that sh- that sounds really, really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. What that that you had me from the beginning of just the fact that people are coming up to him, no pressure, like you got big shoes to fill. Because yeah. I'm like, I've never seen something like, and that's a promo to your show, like yeah. that. It it doesn't really tell you much about it, but it it's also not like the glitz of like, hey, I'm taking over right, the show. Right. Yeah, but that's also how you know? like a lot of comedians feel, which is why they end up doing so many drugs and die because the pressure to be funny is enormous. And especially when you're taking over for someone who's already loved and proven, you have to be even better. And that can, I'm sure, be maddening yeah. to a lot of people. But, I mean, he's handled it great. Every Now everyone loves him. Yeah. So, you know, that's just that's just natural progression of change. People just have to get used to seeing you. And that's the same thing when Stewart, John Stewart gave a show to um, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, Trevor Noah is I, I really like Trevor Noah. I, I, I like his I like his delivery of, of the jokes, which is this is really all you need when you do a show like that is how do you deliver jokes? Yeah. How can you sympathize as well? Like, you know, if there's like there was there's some really, really good um, farewell videos and stuff like that. Jimmy Kimmel's a really good sympathizer. Like he's really good at showing emotion, uh, emotion, which I'm not saying is forced. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying he's when he he's seriously feeling some way it's like you can truly see him like yeah if he's taking it in like like when don rickles died i watched that video and he's like really crying and it's like 
you can see because they were close right and, he was always on the conan show and and uh no no i'm talking about jimmy kimmel oh, oh but yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but he was on he I, he did all the late night shows and yeah, he yeah. was big on letterman too but i i watched john rickles on johnny carson and i was watching a bunch of videos between john don rickles johnny carson and uh frank sinatra and bob hope and i was watching the old roasts and i just got in, like enthralled with don rickles like i watched all the roasts i watched all these videos of him i've watched tonight show appearances the guy was hilarious and yeah. all he would do is just be mean to people like yeah. but it was an honor to get roasted by him and it's just like it was it was interesting because that's not common like you're that's not something that people are known for like but he would just insult them, and people would be like, "Holy shit, I got insulted yeah. by well, him." Well, now the roast master is Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, yeah. yeah, and he is he is he's pretty good, right? He's like, good. But I well, he recently uh, played. What's that dude? Um, the basketball player that was on Broad City with Lana. Gr- oh yeah, Blake oh, Griffin. Blake Griffin. He, yeah, that, that was a good episode. Yeah, he. I watched that. Battle. Yeah, but they were pandering to Blake Griffin though. Mm. Dave, uh, what's his face? Jeff Ross. No, Dave. Um, oh um pete davidson pete davidson yeah yeah, yeah. he was, he was right? just he like, was like ah this is gay that we're freaking pandering to blake griffin right now he, he was so he was so straight though right yeah. like he didn't care um i thought that was he's an interesting guy dude like i'm not gonna lie to you it's kind of interesting to see someone like pete davidson in like the spotlight because that dude yeah you it's get, like how does someone that does not care about anything become so famous and yeah and like, g- gets no, famous, famous. And now is making more appearances on SNL like yeah. than he ever did, and is gonna get oh, married man, to Ariana Grande. Sketch about Kyle Mooney taking over Pete Davidson's role. Oh shit, that's that fucking hilarious. hilarious! Oh my god! And then uh, with Cuddy, he's like, yeah, and he's, he's like, like, I thought we dude, were gonna you hang know out. I have mental problems. <laughs> yeah, and he pulls out the pill bottle and shakes <laughs> so it. So do I. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and that's not funny to make fun yeah. of my condition. It's dude, that video that was, I would say that was probably one of the best Saturday Night Live sketches that I've seen like yeah, this yeah. season. Like, and I know they just started, but the expectation for them is just getting higher and higher yeah. because it's like you're delivering really good like um kate mckinnon bro and i mean pete davidson became a star over the summer he did while snl was offline so it's like wow okay now and, we have a new star on our show and the thing is yeah, exactly exactly because that's basically what happens with all the characters they mm-hmm. end up you either become a star or you fade into no obscurity oblivion and, like, get replaced. and, you, know, and you know what's funny that's that's a moment where you have to take everything seriously like that's no longer a moment where you're working hard to get to a goal that's where now you have to show everybody why you got here like now it's time to prove yourself show them you know but even then it's like that's a big ass platform like people luke luke no got fired he made maybe three appearances yeah and his best appearance was when he was a beatboxer and i thought that remember when he's on the airplane and he was doing the the whole beatboxing the beatboxing uh attendant yeah or yeah. he was like yeah, yeah yeah i believe he was the i don't know yeah, but he was uh, a beatboxer sorry. well that's why he got fired because we don't know <laughs> yeah exactly he didn't make an impression you know you did but not. i also you think that that's out. because maybe he was and the I thing mean, about sure, snl you can't take screen time from the vets it, well yeah that too but i but the thing about snl is the way it works is you are a writer on the show you're not just a performer yeah, so right. it's like you have to write sketches you right. have to you know submit work every week and say and he wasn't and i guess any work. everything he was submitting was getting turned down it was dookie because i because they cut a lot of they stuff cut a lot. over the I, week i look at their at their snapchat and they literally they're what they put up everything and it says that they mm-hmm. look at 51 scripts that have been written and they choose 16 
So that means you're reading that many scripts. And they're quick sketches, like two, three minutes. So yeah. when you do a table read, it's going to take you a couple hours. It's going to you know? take some time. That doesn't just, that's not going to just be like, all right, dude, 51 scripts. PA, go oh. get the Starbucks. You know what I like. Yeah. Everybody gets coffee. Everybody gets snacks because yeah. we're going to be here for a while. You a know, while. and we'll take like a break in between. We're getting catered. Yeah, we're getting catered. And so, and that's one of the benefits of being on SNL, but you work hard. Yeah. You got to write. You yeah. got to perform. But that's why they also memorize. get paid a ton of money. Yeah. I'm sure Kate McKinnon's making a boatload. Keenan's making a lot just based on how long he's been there. Yeah. You know who I didn't... I remember when A.D. Bryant and Cecily Strong came on. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, those were the ones where I was like, they're going to they're gonna be really good. Yeah, they're going like, to last because they're, they're gonna funny. Because they're funny. They're uh, super funny. And freaking Bobby Moynihan, bro. Bobby Moynihan was one of my favorite SNL people. Like, oh, dude, that guy was just hilarious. And then now, I mean, he's kind of... He's, he's kind of He's one of those guys where you worked for SNL, but I don't know if you could work on regular like TV. I'm surprised Mikey Day is still there. Mikey Day, really? Yeah. I like Mikey Day. You don't like Mikey Day? Or you think he's just, he's too good now? You like, because he's good. He's still on SNL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still on SNL. Y- yeah. No, I'm saying like, I'm surprised. Like, I he made that jump from Wild and Out to Primetime. Um, yeah, man. People take notice if you eventually, because the thing is, sometimes let's say you get a TV show, right, and then you become comfortable just doing that TV show, and then your career kind of doesn't ever take off to anything else, and then right, the the TV show could get canceled, or because imagine you're working, or you on, become that character, or you become that, and character. you're just stuck. You can never do anything yeah, else because everybody just sees you as the guy who like you, Jim Caviezel, yeah. I don't know. Everyone just that. sees him as Jesus Christ now. Oh, from Passion of the Christ. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's the or um the guy um uh, Christian the guy who plays Anakin on Star Wars, um Anakin Skywalker. Uh, what's his name? Christian. It's Christian something. But um nobody wanted to cast him as anything else because all they could see was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And but he played that when he was a baby. No, he played it. He played it when he was like twenty six. Oh, you talk about in the in the return. When you're talking about, I'm talking about episodes two and three, because four, five, and six were already out. So but he, he was, also he was, was only episode in one. Because in, in episode who's the, one, who's the a kid? kid? I don't know. It wasn't him. The main oh, actor. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was he didn't movie. grow up and play that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this was these movies were made like two years apart from. If me. Richard Linklater produced it, he would have. Did you ever watch that movie Boyhood? Yeah, of course I did. It was interesting, right? Twelve years. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, it was all right. Every movie with a storyline like that should dedicate themselves to actually letting the character grow. Yeah, and twelve it was good. years. It was good. Just like Kill Bill Three is going to. Dude, Kill Bill Three. I don't know. I was reading about it. The production. They don't know if it's gonna still go home. So they might not do it. Man, look. I'll. I don't want to make any threats here. But as long as Tarantino is alive, there's a possibility that that is going to happen because I want it to. Hayden. It needs to because she told her daughter, if you grow up and you want to find me, I'll be here waiting. And that was the invitation for three. Mm. To follow the daughter as she plots revenge on B for killing Vivica Fox, her mom. That's true, man. That is very true, man. So it's like I feel like Tarantino is his dream. Like that's one of his like, mm-hmm. if we could do it, uh, fuck yeah, I would do it. But right now he's doing um, 
another day in Hollywood. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. He claims that not another day in Hollywood. I don't remember. He claims that he's only making ten films. I don't believe it. But he, if he, he does, it. he likes it a lot. Kill Bill Three has to be the tenth. Has to be. Hayden Christensen, by the way. Hayden. Yes, Hayden Christensen. Yes. Yes. Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Okay, let me finish the rest of this article. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it says he recalled the scene at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery where the season seven finale screened, followed by a Talking Dead discussion with the cast. Yeah. It never rains in L.A., but it was raining that day, and yep. they only had black umbrellas. He said. I we remember were, that. We were in a fucking ma- mausoleum. Everyone's in dark clothing. I was like, this is so bizarre. It's like a funeral. It was perfect because it was like this dude is dead. He reached out of the screen and became an experience for me. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. So you you not only like manifested you're like, your character is dead. Yeah, like you're you're dead. No, no, and now your real gonna... life it feels dead too. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, so he says Yen has wrestled publicly with the aftermath of the talk of the Walking Dead, telling Vulture in 2017 that people didn't know what to do with Glenn. They didn't acknowledge the connection people had with the character until he was gone. He added that being on the show. He added that being on the show was tough because I never felt like he got his fair due. I never felt like he got it from an outward perception, right? So he's basically saying like the dude never really had a moment of like heroism or like, like oh wow Glenn, you know? It's just he was just there and to watch him die was like okay. Well, he was he was nice, you know, and it's like what is that? That doesn't add anything, you know. So that's what he's saying. Um, he says, with more time to consider that period, mm. Jen said is Stephen Young. Man, what? A, why am I saying Yen? Uh, Stephen Young. Young yeah. is looking at the bigger picture. I left Walking Dead and I kind of had an existential crisis. Not because I longed to be back there, but because I was made to feel the lonely loneliness of life, which is that decisions aren't made for you, he said. You get swallowed up by whatever the thing that you're a part of. After the show, he became a father. You get out of that show and you're about to have a kid and you're an adult now. Isn't that crazy? Like that that show was his life. Like now he has to basically live his life. Like you're not on TV anymore, bro. Go be go live your life. And it's like I've never had to do that. Like how would you feel? You know? That's I mean, fucking crazy. It's like it's like anything. It's like if you go to college for four years, now you can't just wake up whenever you want, party at night. And then slink your way to class in the morning. You got to go to bed, wake up because you got a job and you got to perform. So, you know, I get it. That's just life, bro. It sounds like he was living in some sort of fantasy world. And then <laughs> That's all what of a I sudden kinda too. things kind of got real. Mm, exactly. He says, um, and you go. Oh, so he goes, now you're, you're an adult, right? And, he, and you go, holy shit, I am in charge of my life. I am making choices. There's no next step. So it's like he had, he didn't have anything planned. Yeah, no. And so he says he has no interest in returning to play Glenn. Even if the opportunity came up, sometimes people pitch to me, dude, wouldn't it be so cool if you did a Glenn ori- origin movie? He said, and I'm like, no, that'd be horrible. That yeah, was so well, long. nobody wants that. He says, that, that was so long ago. I was another person. I don't think I could go back there. That person was inherently trapped in whatever people thought he was. I fed into it and believed in it too until I got out. What the heck, right? All deep? Like, I got sucked into the character as well as 
the story like that became who i was you know and th- that's exactly what you said mm-hmm. you know it's like that's what happens you know mm-hmm. people people get caught up in that um so that's with that thinking in mind he passed on a lot of projects he's been he's been doing a flurry of voiceover work for voltron and and stretch armstrong and the flex fighters among others but has been more selective about movie roles i had the luxury of being on a tv show he said you get the cushion of having some income that you can save for a rainy day that is still scary but it makes you a little bit braver to pass on things i realize how hellish it can be when i'm doing something that i don't believe in that is retreating territory so he's basically just saying like that's i I know what it's like to be in a shitty project which doesn't surprise me right because imagine working on like a really bad show like where the cast is like there's no chemistry or they're just rude people or like the director's really strict and you're like damn bro lay off you know and it, it's i mean once a director is a certain way can you really do anything about it no right? i mean no no if and, you're just an actor yeah you just show up do your lines and get out of there exactly and so he says when he meets with filmmakers about potential roles he says he always asks why they chose why the choice was made to cast an asian american actor it's become its own nuanced trap. Sometimes when it's an ethical and big, ethically ambiguous role, he said, but they're also thinking about people who fit that role. Even if you're not putting it on the page that it's an Asian person, there's a reason why someone might conclude that this person should be an Asian person. Maybe it's because they fit the parameters of what this person is based on what preconceived notions that they have of Asian people. <laughs> Isn't I that mean, interesting? Duh. Yeah, you're going to get typecasted, bro. How do you think you're supposed to write roles about other races when you're not that race? I know, right? You write based on what you know, what you know and what you perceive that race to be. Bro, when I was reading this the first time, I literally was thinking like, have you never had to face a day of your life without like everything just figured out? Yeah, like he's just been running through whatever yeah, they right? tell him to like, do. Like, oh, Glenn, come over here. Okay, Glenn, go home. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, and now it's like, oh. Oh, ideas. Oh, like, bro, this is. Yeah. What do you. What? Yeah, right. You have a kid now, man. You need to, like, have already figured this stuff out. Yeah, that's. It's kind of crazy. So it says, while he's attached to provide voiceover work for a feature length adaptation of the comic book series Chew, he's keeping his options open for the future. It's just part of growing up and, and accepting that you don't have to fit into the parameters or molds that life has dictated for you, he said. It's really on you, on you to create that for yourself. That's been my motivation to keep expanding. So I'm like, great. Now you're just basically like everybody else. Like it's you were your existential crisis was literally just you stepping into reality. Like, and I think that's very interesting, right? I thought I thought it was interesting that he talked about it. Yeah. But um, that was. I mean, I I feel like that was. Oh, um, Space Jam Two is coming out. LeBron James. What do you What do you think? Good, bad. It's, I mean, it's 2018. It's going to be amazing. I think so, too, be, right? Looney Tunes, bro. I haven't seen the Looney Tunes in forever. You bet your ass I'm going to go gonna watch that movie. It's going to be great animation. It's going to be good writing because Ryan Coogler oh, is producing it. The Coogler. And the guy that directed, sorry, your name is escaping me, bro. Terrence. Terrence something. Terrence Killiam. No, I, what? No. I, don't know. I know it's not Terrence Killiam, <laughs> Terrence, <laughs> but it's Terrence something. It's like Terrence New Terrence House McGreen. or something like that. But he directed Random Acts of Flyness, which is awesome on HBO. If you Random haven't seen it, you should check it flyness? out. Yeah, it's very dope. Very, 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 very dope. But that cool. he is directing it, mm. and 
if those two come together, plus LeBron James and all his power, all they need is Michael Jordan to make a cameo, which I'm sure he will. Yeah. And that's it. Yo, Michael Jordan cameo. Shout out. Michael Jordan here. Come here. Make $100,000, $500,000 to show up for a day. And like six lines. (laughs) (laughs) If that. Yeah. It's probably just going to like say, go get him, kid, and like tip his hat, and then that's it. I mean, I'd love to see deeper interactions with Michael because I think he's a he was a good actor. Like Space or, Jam, or or what's the they're gonna have to re- go back and say we can't beat the Monstars without Michael. our secret weapon. <gasps> and this time, and it's then it's gonna be Michael of, Jordan instead of Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray, right? Bill Murray showed up out of nowhere <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is this? It was so random, here? right? I thought I saw that. I was like, and then he, after a couple of rounds, he's like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore, man. I'm done. My back, you know, I got the Cialysis. I got all this yeah. stuff. And you're just like, what are you talking about, man? You played yeah, like yeah. five minutes of ball. Well, you know. But anyways, LeBron Old James, man. it's going to be good. So you, so the movie's just going to be about basketball again. Duh. I hope, right? And but whatever different, issues different the Looney Tunes have. Different villain, I think. Uh, as long as Lola Bunny is there, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> she bad, <laughs> She bad. Bro, Lola Bunny, bro. Hey, like, bro, Lola Bunny, bro. <laughs> and then at the end of the first one, she finally ends up with Bugs, and you're just like, good for you, Bugs. Good for like, you, Bugs. Good for you, Bugs. Like, you're doing That's good, my friend. Premium cottontail. <laughs> <laughs> mm, anyways yo i went to beyonce yeah so, i saw that man yeah, how I was that on the run too it was pretty dope it yeah, was there was a dope. lot of people there it was nuts seeing a lot of celebrities i saw reggie bush i nice. saw fat joe i saw tyga nice. i saw the kardashians were there the the females mm. um i guess they're all females now yeah <laughs> All um, of the girl Kardashians. Who else did I see? I saw all kinds of people. Like it was dope, and being like ten feet away from Beyonce was like an experience. Yeah, man. At one point, she walked down the platform. I was like five feet away, which is where my Instagram picture came from. And I was like, uh, and "You're literally that- glowing." Dude, like, five feet away. That's were, crazy. Was, was your dick in your hands by that point? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, nah, nah, but nah. I I had a great time. It was it was amazing. And yeah. Jay Z came out. He had a lot of energy for somebody that I don't care anything about as a rapper. He he had a lot of energy. It was a good show. But you can tell he relies on the fact that he's married to Beyonce. Yeah, to of course. Survive. Why wouldn't you? Like. She's the biggest singer ever. She's huge. She's she's literally the biggest singer. She's ever. huge. Like she's and huge. she was she's actually big. singing. She was. So and she's was beautiful. Good. She's a beautiful singer, dude. Like you can never get around the fact that Beyonce is a beautiful singer. And you gotta respect her. So we apologize for making crude jokes against Beyonce. I know some of you guys are like, Oh my god. <laughs> you don't wanna get the beehive started. You don't wanna get the beehive started. They're crazy. I I crazy. bro the beyonce's old um like hairstylist says that she was she was cursed by her 
Did you see that? Uh, Beyonce's old drummer said that she yeah, was, yeah, yeah. was performing uh, witchcraft and stuff. Yeah. I believe. I believe, too. But, I was like, know, mm, doesn't sound too far-fetched. It doesn't sound too far-fetched at all. Yeah. But, you know, it's cool. You just got to ride out the curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Find and a way to break it. The fact that they, yeah, Beyonce's former drummer claimed singer put a spell on her cat and jumps into others other bodies to watch her have sex that's what the that's what the headline read and i was like i'm gonna read this because this sounds interesting not because of the title but because of the caption you guys it was on snapchat how how does beyonce jump into other bodies to watch her have sex is what i'm curious about because Uh. the only other body that i could imagine she would be jumping into is whoever the dude is that she's having sex with like it says Thompson claims Beyonce uses witchcraft that allowed her to manipulate it to be manipulated sexually, saying the singer did this by jumping into other bodies to watch her be intimate with partners. Thompson says she came to a breaking point a year ago when she found out two from two psychics that Beyonce had cast a spell on her kitten, which had been brutally attacking her. Thompson says she only had the cat for around a month before the animal started behaving strangely and doing weird magical stuff. What's oh, magical? Yeah, like she just says, I was getting more. abused. What? I I need like more details right? to be able to come to the conclusion with you that Beyonce was the cause of all of this. Yeah, exactly. Like wanna... what? Like did you like did Beyonce hear you over say that you know you like Christina Aguilera more or something? Like what? What happened that the drummer is beefing with Beyonce? Yeah. Um, it says here, she explained it was it was a very wicked tactic to keep me down, to keep me under some type of control. I've had enough. This has been going on since 2006, and just has been getting worse and worse and worse. For a very long, long time, I put this person on a pedestal. I love them, and the entire time, this person was casting spells and manipulating and controlling my job situation, my relationships, just all kinds of things. I mean, wow, that's kind of crazy. So to, Beyonce to is a witch. Yeah, man. Um, she says. She I mean, the rumor. It's been long-standing rumors that she's been doing weird stuff. Her and Jay Z. So, you know, their music videos don't really help them. Plus, the imagery for their concert was like kind of weird. But I didn't. I bought the tickets for my girlfriend, who's a huge fan for some reason. But, um, I mean, I see the signs. But you know, that's just me being me. Bro, the symbolism, bro. Yeah. I, I when I watched Beyonce at the Grammys, bro, and the way she like fell back in the chair, and then it was like she was b- giving birth, but there was the giant eye, and I was like, yeah. this is very, and she's dressed like an Egyptian goddess. Yeah. I was like, um, do you guys not see the symbolism in this? Yeah, because like, everything was thought about this here. This is a ritual right now. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Because yeah. when I was at the Grammys, bro, I was like, this is some fucking weird shit. I had to like, I literally prayed. I was like, Lord, I rebuke all this in the name of Jesus. I am not a part of this right now. I was like, not today. I was like, I don't know what is going Dude, I'm, I kid you not because it felt weird, man. Like, yeah. And each artist that comes out does something with the background, with the, the stage. And you're just like... What their song mean? like where do you, what is this to saying like there's hidden meanings behind everything you do because mm. that's just how art is you know there's always a hidden meaning and so what's beyonce's hidden meaning in her music right because she has to know you you can't just be doing it out of like well, I oh think no, no, no. she's just like the ultimate seductress like she just seduces everyone men and women that love her sense. that's she said i'm everyone's type so like that's her gift i guess mm. 
And wow. hey, it, it's worked. Yeah, man. It's worked for a lot of people, really. Well, I think um, I think that was pretty much all I had, man. Um, oh, Atlanta Super Bowl to have Maroon 5 at the halftime Super Bowl. Do you think that's a good choice? Uh, I mean, I guess. But you're going to need some stellar. Yes. I mean, you're in Atlanta. Yeah. Like it's the mecca for music. Why would you bring Maroon Five all the way from California when you have all of these Atlanta artists that would have been perfect for an Atlanta Super Bowl that's gonna be packed with to the from brim from Atlanta with people from Atlanta, which is yeah. primarily black folk. Yeah. So you could have had Outkast come and perform. You could have had Ludacris come and perform. I I would say. Well, oh, you could have um, Childish Gladys Gambino. Knight come is and Chan- perform. Chan- Childish is from Atlanta. Yeah, too, you right? could have Childish Gambino perform. What the heck, man? I, and so I love Maroon people. Five. Don't get me wrong. I do too. Like, trust them. me, I'll listen. I love, but it. yeah, exactly. The really NFL is like trying to play it safe with a so guy too. that is not that safe because he has suggestive lyrics too. He but does a lot of suggestive lyrics. And his dancing and all that stuff is suggestive because he's a sex symbol. Yeah, he is. Well, so, Adam Levine got Sexiest Man Alive like twice, I think. Yeah, That's which, I mean, who's giving these awards? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, why do we have those awards? <laughs> like, why do we have Sexiest Man Alive? Like, that's such a well, I take thing. offense. <laughs> but, a- I mean, I, I, it's it's ridiculous. But we'll see what happens. They... We'll have to bring someone out, though. Yeah, like man. Someone, because they had Big Sean perform at I, I want to I don't know was that Yeah, I think it was during Thanksgiving. He's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. It was the Detroit Lions playing, so they had a Detroit artist come out, and it was Big Sean, and it was cool. It was a nice moment, but the super bowl that's a big moment and atlanta has big stars heck you can even have migos come out yeah so you know i get it nfl and black people don't really mix right now but which is weird because the majority of their players are black like 90 95 of their players are black doesn't make sense it's stupid but the it's the modern day slave trade because all of the owners are white mm. and those are the people with the problem mm. so Hey, get some blacks in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's an Arab guy. I don't think there's any black owners. There's no Hispanic. There's no black, bro. We gotta get some Hispanic. We gotta get some black people in there. Like both. That's good, man. What y'all waiting on? Let's get some Native American in there as well. Like not all white. Did he wanted much... to? But he was all talk, no action. Yeah. Well, Steph Curry jumped in too. Like I'm down. And it's like, Steph, you're not Shut down. Up, you got to talk to your wife about it first. You're an active player. You can't do anything right now. Just stop it. You're not LeBron. No, he's not LeBron. And I think he stopped trying to be LeBron. Good. I think Kevin Durant kind of took the spotlight of the Kevin Warriors. Durant did take the spotlight. Deservedly so. He yeah, sealed the championship so. for them. Yeah. And two he, years in a row. So he is he is the best player. Like aside from LeBron, I would say they're they're up they're neck and neck. You know. As 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 now, like if you look at him now, not always. LeBron was probably the best a couple years ago, but Kevin Durant is like right there on his ass. Like, I'm breathing on your neck, bro. You know, and that's not comfortable. It's not. Mm-mm. It's cool though. Kevin Durant bought his championships. 
LeBron earned his one. So that's worth more than two bought ones. LeBron only has one ring? No, he has three, but oh, okay. he w- really earned the one with Cleveland. Yeah, he did. And they would have, if his if he didn't have so many injuries, he would have won the year before as well. Yeah, but, man. you know, it's cool. Dude, what can you do? You Cleveland, don't be greedy. You know what's kind of crazy? Um, when you take your headphones out, sorry, we're wearing headphones while we're recording. When you take them out, it feels completely different, right? Like you just get all the sound that is just. Yeah, it's just like a lot of ambient noise and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I They're both fine for me, but I kind of like the where you can just have your ears be free because you can still hear it. But headphones is you can Mm-mm. it's nice, you know, it's 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 nice. I feel like I could pop in and out of it yeah. as well. Um just use one. Yeah. Oh that's true, right? Just have one in and then No, this just feels weird because now it feels like when you were talking on one side and not the other. Yeah. Um But anyways guys, this is all this is all about the podcast. Um before we <laughs> let you guys go, um which is going to be right now because uh, we got to go to this party. Yeah, we got to go to this party. But before we let you guys go, we want to let you guys know that we recorded episode two today before this episode. I know yes. that's kind of weird. But um, we wanted to do an introductory episode before with just me and Willie before we, yeah. we got started with the guests. And this this second episode with um, Shanghai is is a great great episode. Like it's watch dope. it. It's, Listen, the guy the guy beatboxes like nobody's business. Like yeah, he is crazy. He, he literally told me I'm one of I think I'm I'm the only Korean that is the only Asian person who's pursuing beatboxing in K Town. And yeah. I was like, you're lying. He goes, no, bro. Like nobody else is doing what I'm doing. Los Angeles. Yeah, and it's just he's so good. Like the 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 reason i i'm giving all i'm talking about this is because our microphones were spiking so a little our bit. microphones had a little bit of technical difficulties yeah. but the interview is still good it's still listenable it's just sound it just sounds a little different than normal yeah. this sounds perfect beautiful chris mm. yeah shanghai sounds great yeah shanghai sounds amazing but luigi and i we're having a little bit of a technical dish difficulty yeah. yeah but uh we figured it out now Yeah, we figured it out we got our issues solved and hey wait for uh episode three it's gonna be like nothing ever happened exactly but i do want to just point out that if you if you if it does bother you a little bit and you're like you know what i can't handle it take promise me that you at least move forward in the interview and listen to this guy beatbox because he is really, really good, and he does the uh, "This Is America" by Childish Gambino as a beatbox, and yeah. it's it's probably the, the coolest. Remix. It's, it's a beatbox remix, and it's so good. And it's just it's he does good. some skrillex and like some like he went hard, bro. Like, yeah, and it was a, just a change of style every time. I was just like, this, I wasn't expecting it. And the craziest part is we watched it live, and we've never you you never really get a chance to hype up a second episode after doing it. But after doing it, I'm just like, dude, no, this thing was awesome. Yeah, like, it was tight. It's a once in a lifetime experience. I feel like to to have him just sit here and just do it off the cuff, like yeah. improv. When are you ever gonna see that again? You I know, don't know, I, I don't wanted know. to soak that moment in, and I did. I did. Um, That's what's up, dog. It was awesome. But well, yeah, anyways, hey, yo, three, two, one. one. Here's the final countdown. We're out of here. This has been Willie. This has been Luigi. Peace out, guys. Peace we'll out. see you Hold on the down. third one. Oh, second or one. the second one. And Whichever the, one you want, what, it's a free country. Jump in. Amen. Peace. Peace.